Redbrick Recap, People Papers Podcasts. Hello everybody, long time no see. Um, welcome back to Redbrick Recap. This is your deputy editor, Emily speaking. Um, just letting you know that we've recorded this podcast remotely. We're all in lockdown because of COVID-19. Most of us are at home or, you know, isolating at uni. But yeah, we've managed to record this lovely podcast with the girls from Comment, talking about everything that's going on. But yeah, it is it is remote, so the quality might not be as amazing as you're used to. But I think we had some really interesting discussion and the fact that we can keep recording podcasts for you is something that we're really happy about. So yeah, hope you enjoy and stay safe. Okay, so we're just going to quickly give everyone a chance to identify a voice to a name. Um, so we're just going to go around in our very organised um, lineup of um, editors and they're just going to introduce their names um, so you can identify their voices. So I'm I'm Lyd, I'm Lids Lydia the um, one of the two deputy editors. I'm Emily. I'm the other deputy editor for Redbrook. Um, I'm Hannah. I'm one of the online editors for Comment. I'm Alice. I'm the other digital editor for Comment. Hi, I'm Abby, and I'm the print editor for Comment. And we have Emily, who is actually <laughs> a little mute in the conversation. Sadly, her um, microphone setup is is not cooperating but she is visually on the call um we're gonna feed her in in the best way that we can and we'll let you know of her facial responses <laughs> from the video call um lovely yeah so strange circumstances we're recording in but we're gonna we're gonna make do um if everyone doesn't mind saying what their current <clears throat> setup is i mean i'm stuck at home living with my parents and my brother and we're all Everyone's working from home. I'm trying to finish my dissertation from home um, in the south of England. Um, but if everyone else wants to give us a little day in the life, where is everybody at at the moment? Um, I am at home with my family in the Midlands, also trying to finish my dissertation. But it's it's not too bad. You know, the odd country walk, that kind of thing is nice. It's a bit boring, but like I think lockdown's a bit boring for everyone, no matter where you are. <laughs> Um, I'm in Essex with my family, um, kind of had to rush home from Selly when they announced the, the lockdown, which was a bit exciting. Um, and yeah, just finishing my dissertation. I've got one other assignment and then that'll be my degree done, which is quite scary. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same situation as, ha- well, the same situation as everyone, I think. Um, kind of had to rush home from uni because everybody kind of upped and left. Uh, pretty much overnight um so yeah I left um now I'm just at home trying to finish all my assignments and I also have some extra um assessments that I have to do so I'm kind of my daily routine at the moment is getting up saying I'm gonna work and then working at about 4 p.m mm-hmm. um I've done if everyone else is in that situation but that's generally yeah. how it goes for yeah. me at the moment I think the worst thing for me is that every day is exactly the same (laughs) so like this has gone so quickly because every day is the same day (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um I'm also in the south of England um so I'm up and left Selly Oak um currently at home with my family my dad's a postman so he's an essential worker so he's out every day um my mum is working from home as am I I online tutor pretty much most days at the moment so most of my time is taken up sort of planning lessons thinking about alternatives to the curriculum 
and also doing my degree, um, which I should not forget about. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's just strange times. It's, I think it's really funny that everyone used the same phrase of up and left um, celiac. It's like we had yeah. to flee. It was that very dramatic. That's what it felt like. That's yeah. what it felt like. I only left There's on Tuesday. Telling... Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> but... there was people telling me how they weren't going to leave. And then overnight mm. they were like, oh, yeah, actually, we're all leaving. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of I think a lot of people yeah. heard rumours um passed around through like yeah. lots of fake news on WhatsApp and I heard from so and so and so and so's in the government and then everyone just freaked out and I was one of those people. Yeah, well speaking <laughs> of trustworthy sources and the sort of um sources that we've been getting our information about the coronavirus and everything else that's going on in the world, um there is obviously a lot of coronavirus heavy conversations going on and you as a section are still functioning remotely uh, uploading digital content and doing the best you can from home have you had any particularly interesting takes on reporting about the coronavirus been submitted or pitched to you anything that's um, stuck out in particular I think for me, I really like the articles that are exploring the kind of ways we're adapting to coronavirus. There was particularly a couple about working from home and how obviously an increasing number of people are doing that. Because a lot of people I know already worked from home. And obviously, as students, we already work from home quite a lot. And I think it's really interesting how people are adapting to that. And um, we've had a couple of articles about that and how actually that could be the future. And working from home could open up a lot of jobs for people that previous to be able to work in them because they can't access the jobs um, physically. So I think that's quite an interesting take, for sure. I also really liked the Conspiracies article. Yeah. I just think that was just like a nice kind of light-hearted bit of news about it because honestly, the Conspiracies are going wild right now. I mean, my uncle has, him alone, told me about five different theories of what it is and every time I tell my mum she's like I'll oh, just ignore him just ignore him. but <laughs> so I just think it's like a really it was just like a funny article just like laying them mm. all out and just talking about them what's like the um the wildest theory that you've heard flying around <sighs> well it was the, the US that military that yeah. planted it in China or something just like that. oh yeah people always say that Mm. My uncle said it's to do with a secret elixir of life that they give to famous people. <laughs> and it, I, 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 I don't know, and he said it's something to do with that and it got, um, like, coronavirus came from the factory where they make it. Honestly, I... <laughs> wow. so, uh, uh, can you please write a screenplay about that? Sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of, kind of things like that I, are going to come of this. Yeah. It's all on WhatsApp, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. WhatsApp really is WhatsApp. lethal at the moment. It's the breeding ground for conspiracy theories and ch- chain messages about the coronavirus. Isn't WhatsApp owned by Facebook? Yeah. Yes. Got that right, yeah. Because Facebook have like launched this initiative where they're like saying that they are actively trying to combat fake news after what happened with the whole Cambridge Analytics scandal in 2016 yeah. and everything that went on with Trump and, and all that sort of thing. Whereas they are, they own WhatsApp, which is like the absolute breeding ground for all this fake news. So again, this is just me saying don't trust Facebook, but I'm currently using Facebook video, but there we are. Yeah, of course. We've had loads of things flying in through um, Red Brick of how people are dealing with uh, coronavirus and how they're viewing it. Um, but outside of Red Brick, obviously people are still getting most of their information from national media sources and national publication and the news. I feel like personally I've 
because obviously I have an access to a natural TV now, but I'm watching the news a lot more, um, mm. particularly the little five o'clock updates. Um, with the very alarming little podium sticker that looks like there's been a road accident. Yeah. Which I think it's just really <laughs> awful. Um, but yeah, is there anything in mainstream media and wider journalism that you guys think is particularly problematic or particularly good in the way that um, coronavirus has been covered? I think for, for me personally, there were two things that stood out. On the positive side, I really liked what Emily Maitlis said. I think it was on Newsnight where she talked about coronavirus, you know, and the kind of false narrative that exists around it, that being a great leveller, when that simply is not true. Um, if you take an example of someone who lives in the inner city, maybe in a tower block, who has no access to sort of natural space, or lots of green spaces have been shut and closed, um, the impact that's going to have on someone's mental health, and as well, if, if they're living in there with a lot of other people also, you know, the overcrowding, um, is huge in comparison to, you know, celebrities who have been rightly criticised um, for you know sort of weeping in their mansions and um, yeah I think I think that narrative and some how she reversed that in the sort of opening of that program was really impressive and is a conversation that people haven't been having and I think it's a conversation that needs to continue um, and even after this is all over and we sort of reassess the damage that it's caused not just on like an economic level um, or even a level of the sort of healthcare service but to individual lives and individual people's mental health. I think I really like the way that we're being extra, Not, I'm not sure that's the right word actually, just focusing more on like positive news stories as well. There's been such a kind of wave of that, like on the like mainstream news, also on like Instagram, I've seen like some like positive news stories, like accounts popping up, which is really good. Because I think obviously the news is very negative at the moment, but I find often the news is always very negative, whether it's about coronavirus or whatever it is that's in the news, Brexit maybe. It's quite nice that we're having such an emphasis on the positive news stories as well. And I really hope that continues because it's such a nice thing to see on your news feed that's not... Yeah, we had, a, we had an article um, which I edited and I can't, I can't remember now who wrote it, but she was basically saying a um, similar thing to you, Hannah. She was saying, like, is this whole pandemic situation going to cause a shift in the way that news is reported on in the future is are we now going to focus more on positive news mm. because like you say the news was negative like way before this it was all brexit and all bad stuff before that um and now it's just the next negative thing to focus on so yeah maybe there will be more room for because people are so this has made people very aware of how sick they are of hearing. Obviously, it's important you have to hear about it, but like how sick they are of hearing negative news because life's just not that great at the moment for anybody. Mm. So, ho I mean, hopefully, I personally, maybe I'm a bit sceptical about that um, just because of the nature. The news has always been like this since, like, the dawn of the news. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I'm slightly sceptical, but I would like to think that it will bring up more avenues um, for positive reporting in future. Mm. I certainly think like communities and stuff are, are stronger than ever and, and coming together more so um, than ever before. But even I for think, me, yeah, my definitely. neighbours coming out and like clapping every Thursday. I don't normally see some of these neighbours, so it's quite nice. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know that's who lived there. So it's quite a nice thing to be doing, <laughs> a nice increase yeah. in community. <laughs> I yeah. think one thing that I've noticed, like, when I've been outside, like, when I've been out running, has been, um, like, rainbows in people's windows. Mm, um, yeah, that's really yeah. nice. Which is really, really nice. That is nice, yeah. Like, yeah, even someone painted think... a massive one on my street. 
from the yeah, field. Yeah, I've seen some of those here. It's really nice. Like chalk paintings of rainbows. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. And obviously all the challenges as well. Bring, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes when I get tagged in a challenge on Instagram, I'm a bit like... Yeah, <laughs> but the general premise is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many people have done the toilet roll kicky uppy one? I have attempted. I never got tagged in that one. <gasps> no, I never got tagged, so got away with it. Oh, the only maybe. one I've done is the five k run one. Yeah, and that was too. the first run yeah. I've done in about two years. <laughs> <laughs> I got tagged in it twice, so I had to do it. Oh, it is good fun, but I think it's just. Like you all say, we have become so conscious of where we get news from and information. Because at the end of the day, like news is just informing you of what's going on in the world. And when we are so reliant on it, because we can't go out and observe the world for ourselves, we have become so aware of how trustworthy sources are and also how politically leaning things are. Like you were saying about the Emily Maitlis thing, a lot of people gave her a hard time because most news sources are supposed to be neutral and obviously her trying to project a, a lens on it whether that be what leaning one way or the other um people were a bit annoyed about that but I think everybody knows that publications and channels and networks they are inherently political like nowhere is neutral yeah. and I think people have become aware of that I know I have I've I used to only have one news app to get my headlines come through. And and now I've downloaded a few because I just like to see how differently people are reporting um, on the same thing. So, yeah, it is it's a very interesting time for news and journalism. And I think it's really good training for us as student journalists to see what our, our work and our, our training that we've had at uni and at Redbrick is going to to have for us when we go into the workforce wherever that may be after this if we go into the yeah. workforce after yeah. this <laughs> yeah if we can get a job <laughs> literally gosh uh, yeah. how are people finding that like the the thought of the next steps because I know everyone I think apart from Abby is in final final year am I right yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I mean how are people feeling about like going into the next year of uni like that doesn't look like it's gonna start yeah normally. honestly don't know what's gonna happen there um mm. I think we kind of hope that everything will be back to be will be back to normal by September, but I I truly think that things will never be normal again in a way. People will always be tentative around each other. I think from now on, people are kind of broaching the subject of you know will the handshake die out? Will friends not hug each other when they see each other anymore? Which is a, a scary and impersonal thought. Um, so yeah, certainly I don't know what's going to happen. Um, indeed, no one knows what's going to happen for next year at uni, but I can't imagine how daunting it must be for you guys finishing up now. Yeah, I think it does. It does yeah. mess with things, doesn't it? Um, it's hard because you you feel um, I well I think there's quite a lot of pressure to not complain in a way if mm. you don't have it the worst of the worst. It's very hard to kind of openly complain without people you know people will jump down your throats and mm-hmm. say well people have it so much worse than you people are dying blah 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 which obviously everyone has an awareness of that but I think you feel that it's hard to say it because people there is always going to be somebody that has it worse than mm-hmm. you but that's just you know a fact of life and I think like students especially well I don't know if you guys agree with this but I think the news has covered a lot more to do with 
school students, so primary mm-hmm. school students, um, GCSEs and A-levels in particular, I haven't really seen anything about university students. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of just been cast to the side. And, okay, maybe if you're in first year, it's not as big of a deal. But particularly if you're in final year, it's actually a, a massive deal. Um, it has affected a lot of us. Um you know, some of us have been studying for four years at uni or even longer or three years. And this has just been like a massive whirlwind and not to obviously, again, not to play the woe is me card. But um, I do feel like potentially uni students have been neglected a bit in the news and in the way that is talked about. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. agree. Yeah, it's not it's not really been on the agenda at all. I wouldn't say for news no. stories. Mm-mm. I guess yeah. it's because it's not a, a uniform response from the universities whereas for the schools, and, yeah. like the primary schools and the secondary schools, it's a bit more uniform. So it might be a bit harder to report on. But yeah, I do feel yeah, like we true. have been neglected in the media, which is a bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you guys still like, have, a, have a right to, to mourn the loss of like a graduation ceremony mm-hmm. and like having yeah. that day to get your certificates and everything in the summer when you initially had envisioned it for the three years you've been working towards your degree. And I don't think anyone can invalidate that feeling of loss that that you guys are experiencing I think it's it's difficult it's like you were saying earlier like we're completely allowed to feel upset and we're completely allowed to be you know as a final year student be mourning you know what what was kind of sold to you as like the best summer of your life and you know all these months that you're never going to get back that you were supposed to have um I think it's very easy for you to kind of be like oh well people are dying so I can't be sad but yeah. I think just to keep in mind like the whole world is you know has completely changed and mm-hmm. the fact that your world has changed is important to you and is still valid like I think as long as you can keep an awareness of the fact that you know you you probably are quite privileged um you know to be well and fit like we're all sat here recording this podcast we're all healthy um yeah. but I, th- I think you can acknowledge that whilst also acknowledging the fact that you do you do have things to complain about and things that you you yeah. need to you need to mourn and that you need to go through because everyone's world's been turned upside down no matter how kind of exactly. lucky you are mm. besides we're a nation of complainers we need to complain <laughs> yeah. to survive yeah, nature we we can't survive without it we have to <laughs> very Literally. true very true it's very true <laughs> and i think even aside from like the emotional stuff that you're saying which is like all so true and so valid like I feel particularly on a practical level, like you were saying, there's no one blanket thing that's happening for all universities. Like for my home department, I'm going to graduate with only 80. Well, I think I don't know if that's just the whole of UOB, 80 credits for uh, my degree. Whereas I know other universities are doing what they can to ensure people graduate with a full 120 credits. So at the end of the day, my degree will be, pragmatically worth less than another graduates and yeah. I don't think people like understand that like I know it is really upsetting that we've been like our time has been curtailed and we didn't get to say goodbye to friends and like have our our last nights of all these different things but we're also going to have less pragmatic training like particularly if you're a medic and you're just being drafted straight in to the workforce right now they will be less qualified than medics gone before them and same for lawyers and same for every degree but they're just examples that I can think of like who will be drafted in now like nurses and stuff like that it just there's been no kind of I don't expect them to have a thing in place right now but recognition that there are areas where we need 
either reassurance or compensation to some degree that we have missed out on something that we're still going to be in the same amount of debt for dedicated the same like efforts to and you know emotional efforts go through three years of setting your life up elsewhere so it is slightly disheartening that we as a group of society have not been recognized and like we say that's not recognizing that other people have it worse and there are are more severe problems but that is a part of our life that is impacted and I think we are like you will say rightly in the right to complain about it and feel a bit disheartened about it yeah Ah, I got that off my chest (laughs) (laughs) so we always do our little challenge that we tailor to each section that we had on last um episode we did news and they designed their dream reporter name but given the circumstances we thought if you were to isolate for five years of your life self-isolate like quarantine conditions you could only choose one of the three following things what would they be the first thing is as we've been discussing a publication to listen or read to to get your you know lowdown of the outside world from a chosen food to sustain yourself this could be a snack a meal a mojito no judgment go whatever you want or uh, and then a chosen tv show or film some form of visual entertainment to pass the time what would everybody's chosen selection be oh that is a good question I think I'd have to stick like in terms of like news publication I think I really enjoy reading a wide variety and like listening to a wide variety but if I could only have one I'd probably just stick with the BBC because it's meant to be the most neutral and because this pandemic has been so politicized I kind of would like to just know the facts and you know I can get enough of people's opinions on Facebook I don't necessarily need the ones from different newspapers so I'd probably stick to like BBC because you can have that in different mediums so that'd be quite good um what was the next one? Food. Uh, chosen food. Probably like a bean chilli. I love a bean chilli. I could have that every day of the week. You know, like, you're, you're like five yeah. bean chilli. It's so good. And it would work all year. And then oh, I'm really enjoying Disney Plus, like reliving my childhood, Ooh. watching all of the old Disney films. So I know that's cheating because that's a whole platform. But I'm going to say it because I'm, okay. I'm loving it. It's brilliant. I love that. Thank What's you. the latest Disney thing you've been watching? Oh, Lizzie McGuire movie. <gasps> What's the song? Um, hey this now. Is, this is what dreams hey are made now. of. Yes, I love dreams. it. It's so oh, good. Yes. That iconic. <laughs> so good. It is iconic. So good. I approve Maybe. that selection. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it is cheating, but we'll, we'll let you off. We'll let you off. Thank you, Alice. Thank anyway, you. Uh, for me, um, okay, so if we're talking like news, you know, trying to be intellectual, um, I think I'd probably go with The Guardian um, to read. But if we're talking, you know, just pure entertainment factor, you want to chill, you want to just read, I'd, I'd love a Cosmo, a, a regular yeah. Cosmo, to be honest. I think yeah. it's got all the sections you need in it if you just want to sit back and enjoy your life on the desert island. Um, or on the isolated actually I just assumed as an island I assumed that I was like in a hammock reading this magazine but now I'm seeing self-isolation it's not as dreamy but different but, picture yeah very different picture anyway so yeah that's my potential two choices for good feeling. good choice 
my chosen food is it's got to be pasta I think there's just so many variations you can have if you can get some it's yeah it's just a staple of my life so that's got to be the food um and then oh, tv netflix is so hard I need like a really long series of something don't I Probably mm. Friends then, something that's a really mm. long series. I've only just finished Friends. I've never, I Have never you? knew the ending. I'd never watched oh the whole gosh. thing before. I'm so sure. Oh my it. gosh! I've watched it so car. many times. I know. Well, I, so think I think that's a brilliant choice. staple one because there's yeah, just so many staple. episodes. It will just get you through, won't it? And you can rewatch them easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my choice then. Again, oh wonderful selection. Abby? <laughs> um, I mean, in terms of publications, I've been really getting into Vox, which are primarily American news outlet. Um, but they do like, a daily podcast called like, Vox Explained, where they like tackle a different issue every day. And they speak to experts, people at the forefront of their fields. And it's just a really good little podcast. And I really enjoy their website as well. Um, so I'll probably stick with them. Uh, in terms of food, there's a curry house in my town called Everest. And they do their own curry <laughs> called Everest Curry. And it is just amazing. So I'd go with that with some pilau rice for Peshwari naan. Sorted. Oh, Peshwari, um, I'm with you. Peshwari is so good. Best superior form of naan. Um, <laughs> and then for sort of TV show, I just finished watching Euphoria, which is a HBO show, um, like yesterday. And I really enjoyed it. I really recommend it. The soundtrack is great. The acting is amazing. The cinematography is really like quite experimental. Um, and just really fun so I'd, I'd stick with that I think that sounds good I want this curry now <laughs> Em what's your lockdown lowdown mm, okay I think I'm going to be boring as well and go for the BBC because the coronavirus newscast I've been listening to that like pretty much every episode that comes out and I find it's like so informative but it's also quite fun sometimes and they have guests on um, which is nice so probably that in terms of news because I feel like you know, you can't go wrong with the BBC, really, can you? In terms of food, I think... Mm, I want to say pancakes. Is that really boring? Yeah, no, <laughs> you vary the toppings, can't you? Yeah, exactly. I feel like you could be sweet one day, you could be savoury another day. You know, a bit of everything. And then for mm, TV, I think... So I'm doing my dissertation on Gilmore Girls, and I've been watching it, and I just find it, like, the most comforting tv show and it's so long and i think you can watch it as many times as you want and it will never get boring like, i've been watching it all year for my dissertation and i'm still not sick of it so i think it would probably have to be gilmore girls good chat what about you lids i haven't really given this a thought um chosen publication yeah i i know you're all being very sensible with bbc i feel like i should do too but it's part of me just wants to be really ignorant and just listen to like i don't know just only read delicious magazine and i think my perspective of the world would be so much more nice um no but yeah probably yeah bbc is a good shout um yeah yeah go on if i was put my sensible hat on probably bbc um and and i love tuning into bbc west midlands just to, to make me feel a bit at home with oh. Birmingham like the other day who was it it was like Barbara's 98th birthday and her whole close were um sad that she was spending on her own so they all came out and sang happy birthday to her I saw that on Facebook did you see that that's so lovely 
so I'd love to tune into West Midlands just to get my, my brummy fix. Um, and then my food. Oh, good God. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Hmm. It is very hard. Because you want to be pragmatic. It's five years. It's a long time of your life. But I also, my all-time favourite food is a bao bun. You know, the steamed, sticky. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I think I'd live off bao buns forever. I could do that. Um, and then chosen TV show. Oof. I don't know. Like, oh, it's really hard because you do you want something. Actually, Killing Eve. I think I'd stick with Killing Eve. I'm thrilling. I could rewatch her murders every time and be like, wow, what an innovative woman, and really get <laughs> yeah. behind. And season three's out now, so I know. You watch if you will watch the latest one. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. <gasps> need to get round to it. You need to get around to it. You need to get on it. On it like up on it. Um, yeah, I think that'll be my go-to. Fabby. Well, I think we're all set okay. for five years. Um, <laughs> see you on the flip side. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're not stuck in isolation for five years. But this has been great. It's very sad that Emily's still mute, but she's still here. I've been watching her smiles. <laughs> They've been lighting it up. Um, but yeah, we hope to uh, speak to you all soon. Hope everyone's staying uh, safe, being kind to themselves. And um, yes, we will hear from you all soon. Redbrook is still going. We've got an online AGM coming up, so we'll have a new committee elected soon. Um, we're going to try and see if we can do more podcasts remotely like this with other sections. And we've still got loads of content flying up online. So, yeah, do keep on the loop of everything that we've got going up. Redbrook Recap. People, Papers, Podcasts.